Welcome to the Wounded Healers Podcast. I'm Janessa. And I'm Amy. We were brought together by our shared wound of an autoimmune condition in our early 20s. This is a place where we explore our wounds with our listeners and guests who recognize the challenges of being human in hopes of helping all of us let, let the, the light, light in. in. Hi, Janessa. Hey, and hello to all of our lovely listeners. Welcome back to the Wounded Healers podcast. Hope you guys are feeling yes. good. Oh. We are excited. <laughs> we were just saying, before we started this, we were like, we don't need to like plan things. We're pros at this now. Immediately cross-talk each other as soon as it starts. Perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I... Okay, so we were also talking about Hot or Knots, and I suggested a little story time um, brief where we would normally do our Hot or Not topic because, you guys, I have some both exciting and um kind of strange like random story to tell you i was gonna (laughs) say news news, but it's not that big a deal but (laughs) breaking news so i am with my family this weekend and my stepdad mike he is an avid fantasy reader but like game of thrones like more masculine fantasy type things lord of the rings um i say masculine because like the female characters aren't as strong i feel like in lord of the rings at least they are in game of thrones sometimes um However, it was very sweet because he heard me talking about Akatar, so A Court of Thorns and Roses, and how much I was enjoying the series. I had mentioned it when I first started reading that I thought it was so good, and I still think it's very good. Um, and he saw his hairdresser, who also was reading that book. I guess it was, like, on the counter. Um, and he asked about it, and she was raving about it. Just like, oh, my gosh, it is just such a good series. So my sweet, sweet stepdad picked up this book and he is almost done with the first book um a quarter thorns and roses in the series and last night he was like i've been reading that book you like and it was so sweet because i know he's trying to connect with me and you know like be there for me and try and see what i like but the only cringy part is there is so much spiciness slash smut in the books to come and (laughs) i was like oh no like I'm both flattered and honored that my stepdad is doing this for me, but I am so scared for him to read chapter 54 and up in the second book. I'm like, I don't think I can discuss these with him. So I just wanted to tell you all because if you've read Akatar, you'll know it's really sweet that he's trying to reach out to me in this way, but also low-key like send good vibes because it gets really kind of raunchy at some point. <laughs> my sweet stepdad I'm like no. I mean I sure your sweet no. stepdad that's like ex-navy like I'm sure he's true, I'm sure yeah. he's like come across some things in his time um <laughs> that's so true I'm making him sound like, like a tiny little like a hobbit man but he's not he like runs with weights and stuff and yeah he's yeah he's cool he's cool he, he can handle it uh, and yeah. the nerves, the nerves. <laughs> um yeah no i mean just i'm sure he won't be bringing bringing this up i just talking about awkward dad sex things this has just reminded me the most cringe sex related <laughs> moment of my life to like still makes me like feel shame <laughs> you know when you're oh, no. like i was like showing my dad a picture of something on my phone so it's like unlocked um and he's like looking at a picture and i don't know if i does this but whatsapp that we use in the uk 
it the banner notification pops down with the message so you can like pre-read the message and um my boyfriend at the time was like away I can't remember where he was but he was away and I'd like sent him a picture of my ass and my dad (laughs) while looking at this like I don't know like a plate of food or something on my phone The, the thing popped down and my boyfriend had said I can't wait to put my head between those cheeks you should have seen his face and then he was like oh my god and he was like I think I've just read something I wasn't supposed to read (laughs) and yeah I'm literally that has just made my pause in my armpits spike again with embarrassment just retelling that story but yeah of all the fucking things not even like you know I can't wait to make love to you or something like that literally like I can't wait for my face to be in between those cheeks (laughs) so yeah oh my gosh okay yeah I think we'll be okay with that guitar Thankfully, I haven't had him see anything like that. But oh my word. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, our (laughs) our dads, you know, what's up? The dads are doing great. They really are. Like dads of dads of daughters. Like, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. Yeah. They do. (laughs) They do. They really do. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's. Uh, well I guess it's not funny I shouldn't say that but it's interesting because we wanted to tell you guys these stories I think it was really fun a little you know spicing it up from hot or not to have a little story but our topic today is like I'm sorry because we led you in with this like really fun intro but our topic today is going to be we're going to go more in depth today because our topic today is grief Um, and we we feel that Mm -hmm. grief is a really common wound Amy pointed out and I recently just lost a family member um, last week as of this recording, so or weekend, and so it's fresh for me. So this topic will be, you know, very interesting to hear where mm. I am now versus where I'll be in the future if I ever, ever listen yeah. back to this one, too. So, yeah, and Amy, you've lost, you've lost yeah. a loved one, Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, firstly, thank you for being open to recording this because yeah I feel like not you know not everyone would be but I think it's going to be really powerful to people for people to listen to you at this like current state um and yeah I have lost Mm -hmm. all of my grandparents um are no longer here Mm -hmm. and I think and that that was that those losses were spread over (laughs) a few years so I mean my, my dad's dad died when I was just a baby so I can't really speak on that but then my mm-hmm. other granddad died when I was like in my early 20s and that was my first experience of grief and mm-hmm. that really changed me as a person that I, I took that really really hard um and then my nan his wife died a good few years after that I think maybe like six or seven years after that so I was like slightly more prepared but equally she was such a huge part of my life like um her and my granddad did a lot of childcare with us so she was like second mum vibes no i'm maybe not quite that to that extent but she was really really close um she was really important to me um and then more most recently my dad's mum died um 
And I really felt like I was ready to go for, for processing that one, like because of the experiences that I'd had before. And um, like I was able to speak at her funeral, which is something that I'm really proud of. Um, wow. So yeah, I've kind of gone through a few of them now and I feel like each one has like given me more experience and wisdom and stuff. So yeah, I'm excited to get into this today. As weird as that sounds. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's good. I I feel like it's at least in America. I can only speak to like the process of grief and dying. It's yeah. like we don't talk about mm-hmm. it in this country. It's just like when you're going through it, you discuss it with people. But earlier in life, like we don't really have many good yeah. educational conversations around death and emotions around death mm-hmm. and the grieving process. Yeah. So. I'm excited. I feel like someone out there might need this. And what a strange thing as well, though, that isn't really explored because literally every single person is going to go through this. Like, that is the one surety in life that the people you love are going to die. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that this isn't something that we're all Mm -hmm. much more prepared for. But then I suppose there's different approaches to it, isn't it? There's, like, looking at it from a psychology point of view and, like what happens to your brain literally but then there's like the other point of view of like faith and like what you believe happens and yeah I feel like there's so many different approaches and I think people Mm -hmm. probably get supported in different ways based on like who they have in their circles and stuff and there's no right or wrong way um yeah as long as you're getting Mm -hmm. some sort of support and yeah Worst case scenario, you've got me and Janessa. <laughs> Once again, completely unqualified. Yep, here we are. <laughs> but willing to help, yeah. But here to hold space. <laughs> yes. So I think, you know, it's been interesting, at least for me, like, freshly going through this. So, like, I feel like, you know, a family member said it really well recently. I've cried mm-hmm. all I can cry. So I feel like last weekend I was really genuinely emotional. Um, So to back up a little bit, so my grandmother Donna passed away um, on last Friday. So this, oh gosh, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with dates. So if you're listening to this, last Friday for me would have been the 12th of January. So she passed away then and that was really hard I found out after work like after a long day so Mm -hmm. I was already very exhausted and just wanted like lay down and um yeah I guess the weird thing here is that I actually found out because my brother posted on Instagram like something about um the sunset and my grandma and I was like what this doesn't make sense it looks very like someone died (laughs) and I was like okay so I called my mom my mom's like oh no like he didn't call you and I was like no and I looked on my phone and during work I had like Uh my do not disturb on so I missed so many calls midday at work that I hadn't looked at so I was like oh my gosh like yeah I did miss this (laughs) so I called my mom and kind of got the update that way so it was kind of weird it's so strange when you find things out through social media I was like oh I don't like that um but it was strange and just kind of you know, it's it's odd. I guess I'm not able to grapple with the right words, but it's odd for me yeah. because I knew it was coming. Like, our grandparents are older, um, particularly this grandma was not necessarily fully mobile anymore, um, but in really good spirits. But 
yeah, I had seen her about a month ago um, in Nevada, and she was very loving, just always such a big heart, so good, but definitely unwell, and it was very obvious at the time that it was a goodbye, but Mm. I don't think we ever called it that, and um, I think, you know, I think she and I at least had an understanding that that was probably the last time we were going to see each other, but we kept it lighthearted in that way. Um, So I'm still really grateful I went out and made that trip because it Mm. solidified it definitely was the last time. Um, And I guess to like add a little context, so my family tree, to give you a little bit more background on the grief, so my family tree is really weird. (laughs) Amy knows about this now, like... I have not only a family tree, I call it a family forest because my mom was adopted, my uncle was adopted, and we are in communication with my mom's biological dad, but we also, I'm very close with the adoptive parents of my mom, and my grandmother and grandfather who adopted my mom ended up getting a divorce. (laughs) They both remarried, and... Um, this particular grandma is the first remarriage on my grandpa's side who adopted my mom. So if you're thinking, I don't know what you just said, and I don't know what any of that means, you're not alone. Getting that explained to me as a little kid was so weird. I was <laughs> like, wait, so what? <laughs> so, so don't worry about it. Just know I have a family forest, and I'm very fortunate that at this time in my life, I do still have grandparents who are alive. Um, so I, I really don't take that for granted, and... Um, I just wanted to give you that context. It will help you understand a little bit more. So um, this particular grandma was like a huge part of my upbringing and in ways that maybe not the average grandma is, but she loved, loved, loved to take me to Disneyland on my birthdays, which is in June. And this meant a lot to me back in the day because – my mom and I growing up I think I've mentioned it in past episodes but my mom had me at 17 and we were not financially stable when I was younger and we didn't really have the means to do things that were outside of things that were literally just surviving so this grandma went out of her way every single year to procure tickets and like flights and hotel rooms and just really treated us and always always made me feel like a princess even though I didn't feel like one because I did feel the energetics of like my mom being stressed and being young and going through this I saw a lot of it firsthand um but the times where we went to Disneyland like she would have me pick out a dress in a store at Disneyland like a princess dress and like wear it and she was like you are a princess and I was like oh my god I'm a princess and like you just run around so I have very fond memories of being made to feel very special you know and I think that's such a gift Mm, I think that mm -hmm. is such a grandma thing is making your your grandkids feel special in whatever way that is to you and them um whether that be a princess costume or not (laughs) so that's how I have like memories of her a lot from being a kid but then in college I reconnected with her more and it's just been really lovely there's just been nothing but love and like appreciation there and the older I got it's strange when you start to see people as people Mm -hmm. and not as like a grandparent or a parent and older I got I got to really see her as a person and 
uh, the person that was there that I got to know was so lovely and has been through so much that I didn't know about and um, a lot of wounds of their own and I feel like I I won't go into that because they're not here anymore and I don't really know how comfortable they would have been with me hopefully being like blah 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 (laughs) so I'll, I'll let those be with them but they have many wounds of their own and growing up they were going through those wounds actively when I was younger and they weren't I I had no idea and that's the magic that's literally the magic is like being able to hold space Mm -hmm. for like a young mind and a young soul and you know just bringing light to that scenario so that's kind of the background there and I think that's similar to you Amy in some ways like where your grandma Mm, really stepped up with like the rearing yeah I I think so my 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 mom was always really close with her parents um and they lived pretty close to mm-hmm. us i think my dad in the way of like young men didn't stay as close to his parents you know um but yeah they used to so if like my mom was working they would come and look after us like me and my older brother take us to the park and it's just exactly what you were saying in terms of making you feel special because they don't have the the stress that your parents carry like with them it's just pure joy they're like I'm retired this is me in my like golden years and obviously like Mm -hmm. when you're a child you're just vibing so it's just pure it was always just pure vibes um but yeah it's so loving and caring like my nan (laughs) once my mom and I think my mom and dad went to Paris for like four days or something to have like a romantic trip and we stayed with my grandparents and my mom didn't pack me any knickers like (laughs) so so my nan um hand washed my knickers every night um like the same pair so I always had like clean knickers and like I think that's something that I this is something that I desperately miss and like always will is women that like grew up in the second world war were just like built different and like the way that they were like resourceful and the way that they like cared for their families and provided and like that is just an example that we don't have anymore like I love women now and it's so powerful and amazing like what women do and like the ownership women have of their lives and the authority women have but just like yeah my nan was just like she could cook anything from scratch and always did like she like she would cook like if we were having a roast dinner we would have two joints of meat like a double whammy for everyone like she was just unstoppable um and yes she wrote she raised two kids she worked as a um dinner lady in a school and then she worked in a factory in the evening and like that's just like yeah I just always think about how I complain about (laughs) the most obscure things but yeah she was just epic and really inspirational to me um and yeah just so wholesome and loving and yeah she always used to warm me and my brother would like share a double bed at their house and she'd always put a hot water bottle in it to warm it up before we went to bed I just it's just like the fondest childhood memories um so yeah I went off on a complete tangent there but yeah adored absolutely adored her (laughs) I love it yes no it's not even a tangent because it just goes with the grief process too like and even if you have had time between the grieving like even actively being in it 
something I wasn't expecting because mm-hmm. this is my first like familial loss is I was not expecting to have a flood mm. of these weird memories come back to me like this past week I've had so many strange little memories that are tucked away in my brain that have just come to the surface again and even to the point where I had yeah. to ask my mom did that really happen my brain just like popped this up I don't even know if that's legit I was really young she was like yeah it did oh, like that did happen yeah so, I always feel like it's, it's them wild. sending you those little things these little memories mm-hmm. being sent from the other side to comfort you I love mm. that I love looking at it that way yeah it's definitely I will say though um for this grandma particularly grandma donna she was very i was telling amy very liberated um for her age meaning she really admired like marilyn monroe and women that Mm -hmm. were like symbols of confidence not necessarily like sex symbols but like symbols of confidence and um being comfortable in their sexuality and that is something that i never noticed when i was younger about my (laughs) grandma just wasn't on my radar but as an adult i was like oh my gosh like my grandma has always been a strong this particular mm. grandma has always been a strong woman who dressed eloquently but was not afraid of her body wasn't trying to look any particular way for anyone but also who had fun because like at one of her birthday parties I went to when I was in college I flew out to Nevada and um, I think it was her geez I think it was almost her 80th but so I went there and she was like oh like are those real Uh, lashes I had fake lashes on and I was like no 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 these are definitely fake she's like oh work them work them they look so good just wear them whenever you want and I just loved that and I was like yes thank you and I don't know just super liberating in that way and one thing I guess I'll share so the last time I saw her like a month ago I I thought I was gonna get like some really really profound advice from her there was just some time with just her and I in the room and um she was kind of in like a hospital type bed but really was at home being cared for and um I I was like this is the moment she's gonna bestow some life-altering information to me like I just felt it and what she told me was (laughs) she said honey and she's from Boston originally like east coast so she has a little bit of an accent and she's like honey (laughs) she's like before you go to bed always put on some perfume and I was like what she was like you never know if a firefighter has to save you you're gonna smell great and she was like trust me and I was like okay (laughs) and and then later on she went on to tell me and I just loved this she was like always she was like my advice to you is always carry a um, hairbrush and lipstick in your purse and I was like really and she was like yeah just get a little hairbrush and I was like okay what for and she's like you never know who you're gonna meet and I was like I'm married and she says it doesn't even matter <laughs> it made me laugh so much it was so I don't know. It was just so Donna. She's just so fabulous. Yeah. I was like, you're so oh. fabulous. How are you this cool? So anyway, <laughs> at that time I was like, yeah. wait, this is not the life-altering advice I thought I was going to get. Oh. <laughs> and later on in that, you know, in that interaction, it did become more sweet and, you know, feelings. But I did notice now that I've gone through more of the grieving, like, 
that actually kind of was really good life advice basically like yeah just have your own back that's what it is it's that you can trust other people but like yeah. don't forget to take care yeah. of yourself is really what I felt like and it doesn't just mean looks wise but what makes you happy what makes mm-hmm. you feel you know seen not necessarily Aww. gazed at but seen so yeah I really I don't know it, it made me laugh and I'm so glad that she like also has the yeah. gift of humor and um yeah and that it wasn't all just yeah. serious the last time I saw her we laughed that's quite so, a bit that's really nice to hear and I'm kind of slightly envious of that because my nan when she died she had really deteriorated so much like mm-hmm. her last couple of years were really mm-hmm. hard for her she was in a like a nursing home that's the American term that's definitely not the term we use here but yeah then a nursing home um and yeah she was like a little bit Alzheimer's you know just she definitely wasn't herself and mm. I definitely didn't I de- I had a moment yeah. of goodbye but it wasn't like um a cute bonding moment where she like offered anything you know she was just like laying in a bed um but that was um a good um that was slightly more than my granddad so I want to talk about this a little bit because I'm sure other people have had Mm -hmm. an experience like this um but when my granddad died which was like my kind of first experience of death as I said earlier um I was in the office I just started work and my brother rang me to say that granddad had died and it wasn't it was like kind of a shock to me he was he was unwell but like I don't think I was expecting him to die like as soon as he did um but my basically my whole family had been around him. he was at home and my whole family had been around him like the weekend before like my yeah like his both of his kids my dad my brother and I had gone shopping with my friends which is like something you do when you're like in your early 20s but that is like one of the biggest regrets of my life that I didn't I wasn't there for that moment and it like sounds so fucking vapid to have gone shopping (laughs) um but yeah that's um that's like I definitely feel like I struggled that I think that's why part of why I like took his death so hard was because I had missed that moment of everybody saying goodbye um and like for my own selfish reasons which is definitely a, a part of learning um but yeah the day that he died um I left the office I went to their house and again most of my family had arrived there before me and I walked into the living room he had like a bed in the living room and my granddad was still in the room dead like his corpse yeah um and that I just like was not expecting that um and yeah that is something that like Mm. I will never forget I think partly I'm like maybe that's like why it was so traumatic and I'd maybe recommend like if anyone listening who has someone dying soon um, I would maybe recommend asking like warning people that um the person is still in the room because like I wonder if maybe I would have chosen not to go in honestly um but yeah it was a really strange experience like his his like yeah kind of like said goodbye to his corpse and was like holding his hand when he was dead it was just very like 
for your first time, for your first time going through it, it was just like very intense. Um, so yeah, if you've also um, experienced that, like I'm right there with you. Um, and yeah, people look kind of strange when they're dead. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, I can't imagine that. I literally can't, because this is like the mm-hmm. first familial death I've been through. And I've, yeah, I guess, uh, we had a family friend pass away mm-hmm. um, last year, Miss Glazner, and wow. I was there for mm-hmm. her dying. Like I actually got to hold her hand and hear like the death rattle and everything, and that was yes, so strange. Remember, but yeah. we sang to her um, as she was dying, and her eyes like flipped open oh. at the "You Are My Sunshine" song, and I was like, I hope she likes it because if she doesn't, if she's dying, like stop singing that. <laughs> so I was like, we only did one more round of that and then stopped. But. Um, it was that was strange but also i was a little Mm. bit more removed since it wasn't family like i didn't have like like super close memories with this person i just knew them through my family for a long time and particularly my grandma felt like they were almost like a sister to them um my grandma charlotte who's not the grandma who passed away i want (laughs) to specify but that that alone was strange and i can't imagine walking in to someone who's no longer their soul has departed they're just like no longer with their soul um yeah Yeah, that's it yeah that's hard and i think it okay yeah how did oh sorry i was gonna say how did you like did you ever discuss that with your family about like no i one thing about me is um i can't (laughs) talk about my feelings or (laughs) be authoritative or criticize anyone um so no I mean I in the immediate moment like I basically think I like semi screamed and like backed out of the room in all honesty um not scream not screaming but like a gasp cry like I wasn't like actually screaming um and my dad like ran straight out and like consoled me and I think like in that moment my dad was like I can imagine my dad was like maybe we shouldn't have like maybe we should have prepared her a little bit more um from the way he was consoling me but my mum was just absolutely torn apart with grace she was like sobbing so I just I don't think she was thinking about that in my in that moment and rightly so um but yeah that no wait I did not discuss that but it hasn't come up again like I wasn't there when my nan Mm -hmm. died nor my grandma but I would like I would that's the kind of the funny thing now is like now I've gone through it once like I probably would do it again and I don't know if it's if it was like someone really close to me like my mum or dad I would maybe actually like mm-hmm. insist on seeing them if I wasn't there because I have read yeah. and heard that it can it can actually be really helpful with the closure is like seeing the body and like mm-hmm. knowing that they're gone um yeah I have kind of heard that mm-hmm. so I would probably I would probably even want to do it again it's just like at that moment as like a 20 year old <laughs> I was just yeah it was just like oh, yeah, yeah overwhelming and then that yeah it was tough for sure and okay I guess for more on the like cycle of grief too like were you also experiencing like random cries mm. because this past week it's been so strange for me because I initially cried, of course, but then I've been, like, weird songs will come on that remind me of her, and I just can't even help it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just bawling in the car, and, like, 
it happened on the way to work and i was like why? <laughs> like i did my makeup and i was like why did why is this happening and it's like and it was i had my spotify oh. on shuffle and i actually sent you this song amy at little, one green, point. Apples the, like, green apples no apples yeah i love that song yeah so it came on and i don't know why i was just like i think it's because it's from it feels yeah you it makes yep. me feel nostalgic for a time i was never a part of yeah. but i do know she was a part of that time and i wondered you know what would that have been like and um yeah so i don't know if that's something mm. other people experience but these random cries they come on like just at the strangest times for me i'm just like where is this coming from yeah. it will oh just like God. hit and happen last night i was <laughs> I, I, I still random cry i this christmas i was look i was getting gift wrap and there's like a really i don't know if this that so my obviously uh, my nanny and granddad used to like spoil us at christmas there's like videos of like just <laughs> me and my brother are just like ripping presents like throwing them over our shoulder and onto the next one there's just like so many presents but they would always do these gift tags that were like little mini cards um and there was like a very sweet like old style illustrated scene with like glitter just very traditional um and i was in a in the like buying christmas gift wrap and they had those cards and i started crying and i bought them um <laughs> so yeah and like so how many years ago did she yeah. die like four <laughs> and i'm still crying in shops yeah i think that's i think that um that stays with you forever and i think that that beautiful term that's probably like completely overdone but well for, for good reason um like grief is like love with nowhere to go and like when when those have you not heard that before oh oh no whoa that just like yeah whoa. um but that's yeah. what i always think that's me having like an you know it's just like an overwhelming love moment remembering them and yeah brings and it feels like grief it feels like sadness but it's just mm. love um yeah and yeah my feelings always make me cry mm. i'm such a crier so I need oh. to embrace the crier more because yeah. I am a crier. I just hold it back sometimes. I'm like, why are you holding it back, girl? It's just you. <laughs> like, I've got so good at crying since that. Oh. Um, oh, my God. You know, Gable, is his name Gable Mante? I'm probably butchering that. But he has, oh, God, I'm going to ruin this. His book, which is like all about does where disease comes from i'll have to i'll have to look it up after we've recorded and put it in the description but it's basically like people that suppress their emotions are way more likely to get illnesses which i'm sure is like yeah um so I now i never stop myself from crying because i'm always just like no, i don't want cancer <laughs> crying <laughs> yeah i honestly when the, i need to get better at expressing wait, it, it like and, and it's so interesting because it makes sense. yeah it needs i've just remembered the course, book's called when yeah. the body says no yeah oh yes uh, yeah read okay, it i've never read that but i've seen um, it um but okay. yeah so that will help you cry and get angry and stuff um when you need to yeah yeah another thing that did come up though is so last weekend zach you know he was like you seem I kind of felt like a zombie in some ways. Like I was just kind of moving through the days and just feeling yeah sad here and there, bit, and bit spaced out, really a bit like not myself. present. Yeah, 
yeah yeah I did not feel present I didn't I like Mm -hmm. didn't respond to a lot of messages from friends because I just felt like I couldn't like genuinely Mm -hmm. respond I was just like I can't handle this right now and even with my mom I was like I'm sorry mom I'm gonna need to talk to you at another time I like can't be fully here right now um but Zach he noticed that I was kind of going into a slump with that Mm -hmm. and was like let's meditate so we sat down and we meditated and this might make me cry sorry (laughs) but we meditated and I did a Mimi method meditation and it was just so beautiful like I don't even know what she said anymore but like I very much felt um for like the very first time like Mm. completely surrounded by love during a meditation and like like really like it it like didn't come from me and I was just like oh my god like this is like a presence like it just feels like a like Mm. a, a veil almost over you and that definitely it was like mind-blowing because when we came out of that meditation I was just like oh my gosh like I totally felt her like I totally Mm. felt the love like it was just pure love and um yeah I guess like you know like I journaled a bit after that because I really needed to try and you know relish that experience like I didn't want to just be like well that was that you know but yeah I journaled and I think the interesting thing for me is like since my mom had me at 17 really young like I said um and my grandparents in my life had to step up a lot because my mom wanted to go to school and so she went to college and she worked multiple jobs to like make sure that we would be okay and so grandparents would step up here and there and I don't know it just felt like I guess I guess I guess I've gotten to know all my grandparents in a way that I feel like if I were to remove the physical body like I would Mm -hmm. recognize their spirit like I would recognize their essence and I think that's something that um, when I was journaling it came up that I don't think that my concern is that these days I don't think people know each other's spirits we're all so easily distracted by things and whether it's family or it's friends I think we're we're bypassing a lot of like the one-on-one experiences or group experiences with each other and replacing them with like technology or worrying about stupid drama or anything and so it just made me so grateful that for those people I felt like if I were in a spirit realm I would know their essence I'd be like oh there's my grandma and like maybe not even visually see or have any Mm. identification just a knowing um no. Yeah, so I did journal a lot And you on can that. still, I believe, mm-hmm. you can still feel that presence all the time through the rest of your existence here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this thing called continuing bonds, which is like how mm-hmm. to make people that are deceased still a part of your life. Um, so keeping the emotional connection with them which I think is so important. Someone that's like going through grief, I think you literally need to like, just open your arms to this as wide as you can because it's, I, for me, it's like the only way to feel healed from loss. But like talking to people or like writing letters to them, but just keeping them, I don't know, in your life. And like not, 
not acting as if they're still here in like a crazy way like not like buying them presents for their birthday obviously but just like talking to them even Mm -hmm. yeah writing letters on your phone to them but just yeah that I feel I do really feel like that emotional connection can still exist without their physical body here Mm-hmm. which is kind of Definitely. what you were just saying but yeah yeah I feel that I like that living bond yeah it's it's interesting I feel like more like I said random memories have come up over time over the week and yeah. it's been really lovely to tell Zach about them because I had mm. like completely forgotten about them <laughs> like one of them was really random but when I was little she gave me free reign of going into her closet um, and trying on all her shoes yeah and that was so fun because she yeah. always had sparkly fun high heels yeah. and just heels of all kinds and I my mom never wore no. high heels my mom still doesn't wear high heels <laughs> my mom's super athletic so I literally just like put on the high heels mm. and I had so much oh my fun. god yeah my nan had a fur them. coat that I used to um, like in the wardrobe that I used to go and get on <laughs> just walk around the house in her fur coat um yeah that was another thing I was gonna say actually um if someone close to you passes away try and get a piece of their jewelry if you can not like obviously don't just be like a scav like do you play it right like don't just be like a scavenger and be like give me their stuff um but I have my nan's wedding ring like which I wear like never leaves my finger I wear it all the time her and my granddad had matching signet rings that me and my brother now have um and I have so much jewelry from my other grandma that passed away but I just absolutely love having an object of theirs like on my body it makes me feel so Mm -hmm. spiritually connected to them um and I love like obviously I love Mm -hmm. that it's my nan's wedding band like between her and my granddad because that's just like you know that extra special bond between them as well um so yeah fuck it be a savage if you've got loads of cousins be like i'm having the rings <laughs> yeah. okay so back off everyone <laughs> yeah everybody back up actually that that is so true i definitely when i go for the funeral okay yeah something set aside for me and i don't know what they are i'm actually really hoping for this um, my grandma Donna had a stuffed animal oh. Simba from the Lion King and when I was younger she used to oh. use it as like a neck pillow and we'd like hang out and like have little like oh. grandma and granddaughter sleepovers and she always kept that thing and I just loved it because it's from the early 2000s and every time I'd see her I'd be like where's Simba oh. and she'd be like here's Simba and like <laughs> so I'm hoping that maybe Simba will make Cute. its way to me if anything um, so yeah we'll see but if not I we'll see if someone's yeah you're like i'll pay you for simba how much do you want (laughs) simba is mine (laughs) yeah please (laughs) so yeah i just you know but it just i guess i wanted to share with you guys like this is a little i'm sorry it's a little rogue of me to be like i'm gonna share my last text with my grandma but i have to share this with you guys because something that i have not regretted is telling loved ones and friends yeah how much i love them i will never regret doing that even if our friendship falls apart or even if there's tough patches with a loved one i promise as long as it's coming from a genuine place like it there's it's not wrong um so i wanted to share that Mm. on new year's i texted my grandma donna and that was the last text i had to her 
and I said, uh, Happy New Year's, Grandma Donna. I said, Zach and I hope you had a beautiful Christmas. We also wanted to thank you for the generous Christmas gift. It made, um, it made it so we could really treat Phoebe and Mason to gifts that they had been dreaming of. I said, I love you so much, and I'm looking forward Aww. to seeing you in 2024. And in response, she sent so many fun pictures. I'm just going to show Amy. I know you guys can't see it, but like from Disneyland, of us on rides together. And she said, do you remember this? Love Grandma Donna. I said, oh, yes. And I said, how fun. I said, those Disney trips meant the world to me. And you've always made me feel like a princess. And she, in response, sent (laughs) these really cute gifs. And she said, I was only ever typecasting with a heart. And that was, like, so Grandma Donna. (laughs) And I was like, oh. (laughs) So I feel like that. Um, I actually wasn't going to text her Happy New Year. And I was just going to kind of, like, you know, hear from her when I hear from her. But, like. I have no regrets in doing that because it felt like I actually was like, I don't know, I I am grateful for my past self for thanking her for making um, moments in my childhood really, really special. Because other than that, my childhood had beautiful moments, but it Mm. was a very weird, rough one. Um, So the really lovely, kind, loving moments really extra stood out to me. So I just was so glad that I just did it. I just sent it. So if you're thinking like, Will this sound cheesy? Is this yeah. weird? It's not. Just send it. Like, I completely agree. I just like it. talking to your grandparents as much as possible, if you're if you are lucky enough to have them. Because I always like, you know, it's kind of it can be kind of awkward to talk to people that are that much older than you. It can be like if you're not like super close to them, it can feel like a bit of a chore or yeah but I it is always worth it like you I think you will look back if you don't make the effort to connect with your grandparents I think that is something that you will regret so do try do call them and also it's one of those things where like even if it's just five minutes of your day that can make their whole week if they're not in a place where they have loads of stuff going on um so Mm -hmm. yeah you should make the effort and call your grandparents or anyone like elderly in your life um because then then yeah their expiration date is close i'm sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is it's true it's true and uh, you know in doing that too i started with my grandparents who are still alive um I started this a little while back and I've continued it a lot this week where I ask when I see them. Yes. I ask them about stories. I always ask my grandpa, um, Patrick, I'm always like, will you tell me something that you did in your 20s that was so out there? It was just wild. And he was like, what? I don't have anything. And then he'd sit and he'd be like, ah, yes, I moved to Germany for a summer to go teach at the school. And like... I fell in love with this girl there just for a summer and like I was just like oh like I you know like there's so much life people have lived and I think it's like when you see someone after a long time and they're like how you been you're like good and you know so much has happened between you last saw them but just I don't know if you're able to kind of crack that shell a little bit and get curious about people like there's so many stories and even like what is something that made you laugh so much as a kid is my favorite one to ask I really love the, yeah. the, I was gonna say I really love the Kardashians I don't but um she in the most recent series Chloe video recorded interviewing mm. a member of their family I can't remember who it is 
Um, but I am gonna do that with my parents. So you're like making like a time capsule mm. of all of their stories. Yeah. Um, so you can just have that to pass on to people um, or like share it around after they're gone. Um, yeah, I just think more videos and stuff, but particularly like if you can interview them and get their story, their life story. Um, and I've kind of thought mm-hmm. to myself as well, maybe I'll try and write a bit of a personal memoir just to exist. Like, cause I would love if I had like a first hand account of either of my grandmother's lives, like written by them. Nothing like nothing, you know, not an actual mm-hmm. book, but just like in this period of my life, this was happening. And just, yeah, I think it would be really cool. Yeah. So I might try and do that. It, I think you should, you should. And if, if it's any inspiration to anyone out there, so Zach's grandmother, uh, Nancy, passed away um, about a year a little over a year and a half ago I'd like to say at this point and the most beautiful thing that had me bawling when we helped his family um Mm. clean out her kind of nursing home room was in the closet there was a box with all these letters and I opened them up and they were love letters between her and her husband Tom when they first started dating to you know even when they had kids because he was in the military so he'd be gone sometimes so there's these beautiful beautiful love letters like like makes me want to cry now thinking of them but I just like it was just so beautiful to see like I I don't know just to see love written out and to Mm. have it almost chronological like it was like she sent a letter and she put it in the same envelope as the letter he sent back and like I just I've never felt so like I've never felt like that like somebody's mm. love story hit so yeah. much because it was so real. It was just like he was just like even one of them was like I just can't wait to take you oh. out to dinner when I get home and like you know just knowing like two yeah. people had that kind of love together and so anyway one of um Zach's cousins Brianna she is um she's actually compiling these letters and making them into like a booklet that they'll be able to be preserved so that they won't fade or crumble or anything and I can't wait she's gonna like digitize it too so that the family has like access to these letters that are just so heartfelt and like Mm. beautiful between them like just really makes you feel like oh my gosh that's a amazing that that is it's not about grief but I'm so sad people don't write letters anymore like the yeah I mean we're grieving that (laughs) the fact like this is insane like this is so cool that we can like be on a video chat like obviously that's like mind-blowing to the people that used to have to write letters but imagine just how exciting it would be to just get a letter from someone (laughs) full stop yeah well even even then so amy sent me a christmas card and that had me so happy i was like oh my god this (laughs) came from england like i was like to me in california and it has your handwriting it's on my fridge so i was just like oh yeah no that's that stuff really speaks to me i mean i will be sending christmas cards till i die if i'm like the last person on earth still doing it because like i hate that that is 100 gonna like die out um but yeah, I just love the idea of like, imagine meeting someone on holiday and like changing, swapping addresses and then having 
a, a letter from them like once every few months yeah pen pal yeah. like a pen pal yeah uh, yeah I love bring that. back pen pals <sighs> maybe I'll be a prison pen, pen pal but <laughs> you know you can, oh, what? this really is going off topic <laughs> now but you know you can be pen pals for people in prison <laughs> Oh, you were like there's no way she just said prison I did not know that <laughs> I was like don't go to prison Amy <laughs> I'll write to you even if you're not you don't have to go to prison to get letters from people but that is one place that you do still get letters isn't it um, yeah no I won't really obviously because um, well I could but I probably won't yeah I mean that's pretty interesting that's like that could be really good for people who are in there for things that are kind of ridiculous and just letting them know that yeah. like they're not forgotten no, that's, that's a person cool. that's maybe that could be a new little important. hobby just choosing a random prisoner on a pen pal website mm-hmm. just sending them like a good spirited message yeah <laughs> there you go and also there is on, a, on another wavelength sometimes oh. children hospitals will accept little like valentine's oh. day card things or um i remember doing that in high school where i found that mm. this cancer society um in the bay area accepted little little tiny it was like valentine's day so like valentine's writings so my friends and i cut hearts out and wrote just little messages on them and that felt really nice i don't know who they went to <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah. But it felt really good so to cute. like put okay, them out there in the world. Okay, there's two good ideas. Um, if you want to be writing things to people, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But this grief, you know, I was just thinking this kind of grief that we've been talking about is mostly centered around death. But there's also these griefs that we will touch more on in like other episodes. But I think a lot of people in the wounded healers community who are dealing with or have dealt Mm -hmm. with like medical um, difficulties autoimmune diseases you know depression all of the above Um, yeah I think there's a different kind of grief Mm. when you're grieving yourself like your old self before you were diagnosed and then there's also the type of grief that comes with like heartbreak where the person's not dead but they have made themselves kind of dead to you and no longer contacting you and that can just sting so much because you're like you're still physically here why are you doing this to me like this hurts so there's all different types of grief but like I'm really glad we got to focus on this type right now because it is so pertinent for me and also so good to hear you talk about it Amy because Mm. like this is my first go around and I'm like I don't want to go through it again but we're hearing you felt really good because you're like hey with time and experience this it does you you move through it it does um, it definitely more smooth it's one of these things where like it does get easier in terms of like going through the motions of what happens after a person dies like when you know what to expect um that does get Mm. easier um but losing people is always hard like I don't I don't think the actual act of losing people gets easier I think it's just like being more prepared makes everything feel easier but um yeah grief is just it's one of those it's just one of those shitty realities that is part of this human experience um and yeah people can't live forever it's 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 correct and normal that people mm-hmm. don't live forever um and yeah yeah 
like i sometimes if i actually think about it off topic but before we close out the episode i think yeah. sometimes what would it be like to live forever and yeah. i'm like i would be really bored oh i wouldn't at yeah. some point i'd be like i don't want to oh do it goodness, anymore yeah. <laughs> and that especially when it's grandparents i'm uh-huh. obviously really lucky that it's the only people well it's not the only people i've definitely had like um other people in my life that have died i would say before their time but the really mm-hmm. close people to me have died at that time um and that obviously makes it so much easier to swallow because they're ready to go you know and you're like they're at peace now and that's a blessing that they're at peace um i can i can imagine it's so much fucking harder when that person is not at peace and yeah 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 there's a lot of ways to go out but i'm glad that thus far i'm so happy that yeah at least grandma donna got to go out in her home and you know it wasn't super traumatic you know um so that definitely helps with the was she religious your grandma is she gonna have like a religious funeral or uh um just like a she towards the end of her life really was like i do believe that like there is a higher power and i i think she kept it very okay open open-ended but she really did believe yeah. like there is a god and she was like i'm like i'm Kay. good knowing Kay. that i'm gonna good. return to him good good and, like and the fact that she found love in her 60s really nice really i think those can end those seem to end up being the healthiest relationships don't they because mm. it's just like too fully grown <laughs> the most grown you can be <laughs> adults being like this is me this is you we're gonna commit to this and take care of each other i really love that yeah me too me too so yeah anyway i think you know i think we've moved through a lot this morning with all of you or night wherever you are evening and um yeah thank you yeah thank you for being here i i think that grief is just such a process and i'll keep you updated on this via social media um if you follow me you'll kind of see i'm moving through it but i'm so glad that i got to discuss this with yeah. you guys it was really cathartic actually to be able to tell perfectly <laughs> wonderful strangers about yeah. such an important person to me nice. so yeah. thanks for listening um and i also yeah. wanted to say if we've opened some stuff up for you with this episode because this is really you know some of this can be quite sensitive please um go and talk to someone that's close to you if this has upset you don't mm-hmm. just listen to this and then have that wound opened a little bit go and go and be with someone and if you've lost a loved one go and connect with um someone else that loved them so you can mm-hmm. yeah get some support definitely yes um i love that so much so yes take care of yeah. yourself you know what you need and if you're not able to yeah find that support from within that's yeah. totally normal and okay so reach out okay. like amy said um anyway we are looking forward to seeing you back in two weeks and until then remember to let the light in bye, bye.